Welcome to New Generation Church with Pastor Eddie Medina. I named the topic is don't forget. Amen. Don't forget. Don't forget. Do not forget. How many know that it's so easy to forget about certain things in life? We can be get busy. Um, things can come our way like a flood. Things happen. And it's so easily to forget. But I want to share with you this morning on this passage, Psalms 103, verse 1. Do you guys have it? And the word of God reads, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. I'm going to read it again. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. So here's a psalm. Once again, I, my topic is don't forget. I love how it starts off because the psalmist, he says, bless the Lord, O my soul. In other words, he's telling himself, To bless the Lord. No one else can bless the Lord for you. You and I have to bless the Lord. I know that for some, maybe 9.30 in the morning, it's early. But you got to take your own efforts to bless God. No one else. And many times you have to encourage yourself. Praise God. Thank God for brothers or sisters in Christ that encourage you. Or this morning you come for a word of encouragement. Or maybe listening to the Christian radio. But many times you have to bless the Lord. And the psalmist he says, he says, bless the Lord. He says, oh my soul. Now remember that man... Is built in three ways. Spirit, soul, and body. When you come to Christ, your spirit comes alive because now the Holy Spirit lives in your spirit. So now your spirit is connected to God. The spirit wants the things of God. But your soul 
It's not redeemed. Your soul is the one you struggle with. Your spirit is who you really are. In your spirit, that's the part that is saved, sanctified. But your soul is the one you struggle with. Why do you think he says, bless the Lord, oh my soul. But see, but if my spirit is fed, or if I'm seeking God, it becomes much easier for my soul to bless God. Now that's a whole different message. But notice that he says, bless the Lord, oh my soul. And then he says, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. So we can put it this way. This morning, you got to tell your soul to bless God. To sing unto the Lord. To give him thanks. The Bible says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Amen. So when we come, we, my soul has to glorify worship God. And he says, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. He says, bless the Lord. Notice twice he says it. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And then he says, and forget not all his benefits. Don't forget, church, how God he's been to you. How God forgave me, forgave you of your sins. Don't forget how God delivered you. How God touched you. Don't forget the people that God used to bless your life. Don't forget what God was, was the one and only that was able to do what he did when man could not do it. Don't forget where God took you out from. Don't forget how God restored your life. How many times God restored a marriage. Don't forget his benefits, church. And the psalmist, he says, bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Don't forget. When you were alone, God came through. Don't forget when you had a need, God came through. Don't forget when you were brokenhearted how God came through and healed you. Don't forget how God did the impossible. When they said it couldn't happen or that it could not be done. Don't forget how God was the one who was able because God is able. There's a man in the Bible who forgot the benefits, how we can easily forget ourselves. The Bible talks about a man in 2 Kings. I'm going to read you two passages on this man. His name is Hezekiah. And in 2 Kings chapter 20, verse 1 through 6, 
The Bible says, hear me, they might put it on the screen. It says, in those days, Hezekiah was sick and near death. And Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, went to him and said, Thus says the Lord, he says, set your house in order. Put everything in order. Start making the funeral arrangements. Put everything in order. Imagine God telling you, he uses someone and says, put your house in order. Put everything in order. Prepare yourself. Well, the Bible says, he tells them, set your house in order, for you shall die and not live. Verse 2 says, then he returned his face towards the wall. Who? Hezekiah. When he heard the news, Hezekiah, right away he turned around, face towards the wall. And pray to the Lord. And this is what he said. Now you got you to be in his shoes. Hey, put your house in order. You're going to die. But what did Hezekiah do? The Bible says that he put his face towards the wall and he prayed to the Lord. Verse 3 says, remember now, O Lord, I pray how I walked before you in truth. Now, what I'm seeing here is that somehow Hezekiah still has credit. Because he says, I pray how I have walked before you in truth. And what else does it say? And with a loyal heart. So Hezekiah is telling God, God, it's not like if God, God knows. How many know that God knows everything? God knows everything. He knows that Hezekiah, you know, has been loyal to him. He knows that, you know, he's walked with them. He's walked in truth. God knows. But many times God wants to hear from you. So Hezekiah, he says, I've walked before you in truth and with a loyal heart and have done what was good in your sight. And the Bible says that Hezekiah wept bitterly. Not with joy, bitterly. Hezekiah had faith in God. Verse 4. And it happened before Isaiah had gone out of the middle of court. So Isaiah came, gave him the word, and he just told him, look, get your house in order. You're going to die. And Isaiah, he's about to leave. But the Bible says... That as Isaiah had gone out into the middle court, the word of the Lord came to him. Saying, return. He's telling Isaiah, Isaiah, return and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people. Now, he's a leader. Thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer. Church, that's an encouragement right there. That when you pray to God heartily, in faith, God hears you. 
I have seen your tears. Surely I will heal you. On the third day you shall go up to the house of the Lord. And then he tells him in verse 6. And I will add to your days 15 years. Wow. 15 years more. I mean, from they telling you you're going to die that day, and they tell you, okay, I'm at 15 years. You know that's a blessing right there itself. Amen? It's like when you go to the doctor and they say, you're going to die. You're not going to live. But God says, no, I got 30 more years for you. Now, this is what happened with Hezekiah, but this is what I want to get to. Because the Bible says, don't forget his benefits. Now, when you go to um, 2 Chronicles chapter 32, look what happens. 2 Chronicles chapter 32, verse 24 to 26. Verse 24 says, about that time, he's given what, what happened with them. He says, he became deathly ill. So, I mean, Hezekiah was very sick. He says, he prayed to the Lord who healed him and gave him a miraculous sign. But look what it says, verse 25. But Hezekiah did not respond appropriately to the kindness shown to him. He forgot God's benefits. It says in the New Living Translation, verse 25, but Hezekiah did not respond appropriately to the kindness shown him. And the Bible says he became proud. So the Lord's anger came against him and against Judah and Jerusalem. But then it says in verse 26, then Hezekiah humbled himself and repented of his pride as did the people of Jerusalem. So the Lord's anger did not fall on them during Hezekiah's lifetime. So when the Bible says in verse 25 how God healed Hezekiah, the Bible says he didn't, did not respond appropriately to the kindness that was shown to him. So in other words, when God does a miracle in your life, or God forgives you, God heals you, God touches you, we ought to do the same with the rest. But see, the Bible says that he became proud. He didn't do that. That's why this morning the Bible says, don't forget all his benefits. It's like if God set me free, my duty is to tell someone else that God can set him free. If God healed me, I can tell someone God can heal you. If God forgave me, that means I can forgive someone. He says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And look what he tells them in verse 3. Who forgives what? What does it say, church? He forgives all your what? 
your iniquities. Another translation is going to say, he who forgives all your sins, all your dirty laundry, God forgives. And not only notice that he forgives first. So, so in other words, many times, you know, people, and this happens a lot, church. I'm, I'm sure you've heard it. People sometimes don't get their blessing. I said sometimes. They don't get their healing or they don't get their um, whatever, you know, you might believe in God for. Many times it's because there's no healing, forgiveness of sins. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Many times, if we don't forgive, or we don't receive, God can do the rest. Now, I'm not saying because I'm saying it. Look what the Bible says. Who forgives all your what? Your sins. And who heals all your diseases. There's been times where people, God cannot do the rest when there's no forgiveness. And people will carry a heavy load. It might be um, lack of forgiveness. Anger towards people. No forgiveness. Bitterness. But notice that the Bible says, who forgives all your iniquities. Who heals all your diseases. That's a benefit right there, church. God forgave me. Christ was persecuted. They talked about him. They spit on him. They beat him. But when you read the Bible, Christ, he just kept moving forward. And forward. And he had a Judas. But what did he do? He kept moving forward. They crucified him, but he was still obedient. But what I love about Christ is that he paid the price, the penalty. He took your place and my place on the cross. He died for you. He died for me. So that you and I can be set free. So that there will be no more hindrance in your life, my life. No more guiltiness. Now we are free indeed. In other words, Christ forgave me. That's a benefit, church. Verse 4. Who redeems your life from destruction. Now look at your life, church. Look. I know where I was 25 years ago or more. And by the grace of God, I'm in a better place. 
You, where were you at a year ago, three years ago, months ago? But look where you are at now. Don't, don't forget, church, how good God has been to you and to me. Who redeems you, redeems your life from what? I don't know if you caught it, church. It says, who redeems your life from what? Destruction. I don't think none of us want to live a life of destruction. A life that where, you know, there's nothing but, I don't want to be in destruction. I want to be under God's construction. I don't want to be in destruction. I want to be under God's will instruction. That one was free. It just came out right now. So if you're going to quote it, at least put right there, Brother Eddie. And he says, who crowns you with what? He crowns you. Think about just, he crowns you with what? Loving kindness and tender mercies. Verse 5. Who satisfies, satisfies your mouth with good things. The most important thing, church, is your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, your walk with God. He satisfies your mouth. I don't think there's anybody, I, I don't think there's anybody or nothing that brings satisfaction like God does. Where the Bible says that, come all unto me who are Tired and heavy burden. Uh, did you hear what I said, church? The Bible says, come all to me who are tired and heavy burden. You know there's people outside of the church who do not know Christ. And you have people inside the church that are tired, heavy burden. But, you know, Christ says, come to me. That means that we rest on Christ. Not, not in what I feel or what I think. No, we rest on Christ. Christ gives me rest. Christ takes away any burden in my life. Any obstacle in my life, Christ removes it from my life. But you and I got to be humble enough to seek him. And I believe what God says, if he says, who satisfies your mouth with good things, it's because the reason for that is because God is good. I don't believe when people say, well, God's not good. God's an evil. No, God is a good God. God is a good God, church. 
I've, I don't think I've ever said that, you know, where's God or where, you know, how come God doesn't bless me or how come this? And no, because when you have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, all you see is nothing but God's goodness in your life. Amen. And there's, you know, life, you know, there's things happen in life. That's the way it is many times, church. But when you're connected with God, nothing will stop you of serving God. Nothing will stop you of worshiping and praising God. Nothing will stop you of loving on people. Nothing will stop you of doing the will of God when you are connected with him. And I believe when he says, who satisfies your mouth with good things. I'm going to finish right here. Just give me like 30 minutes. Five minutes, five minutes. Notice what he says. Who satisfies your mouth with good things. See, good comes in, good should come out. If good comes in, good should come out out of your mouth. Every day, every morning, church. And I love being in God's presence to say, Lord, today is a beautiful day. Today is a great day. I, that's just me. I don't believe when people say, oh, um, this. No, it's, your life is going to be however you want it to be. This is the day that the Lord has made we will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm not going to permit anything to steal my joy. Today is a great day, church. I'm not going to hear to complain to. It's a new day today. God's been too good to me. And God's been too good to you. You ought to be shouting, praising God. Giving him thanks. But the Bible says, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Notice he didn't say only for the youth. He says, so that your youth how many know that doesn't matter the age, church? You could be, there's people that are 15 years old, 20 years old, and man, they just hate life. Then you got people that live for the Lord, are totally committed to the Lord. They're 70, 80, and there you could see the joy in their life. Now, I'm not talking about church, about Forcing a face that's not real. I'm talking about joy, peace, satisfied in your life. See, the Bible says in Isaiah, chapter 40, verse 29, it says this. That God gives what? He gives power to who? To the weak. Did you hear that church? 
If you're lacking, if you're lacking power and you say, you know what, I, I don't feel it no more. I, I, don't, I don't got it. No, the, the power is there. Ask God. He'll give you power. He gives power to the weak. You might lost a fire, church. Maybe you're not committed as you were once. You were on top of your game. Maybe you're not on top of your game no more. Now you're slacking it. But God says he gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. How do we receive strength from God? Hear me, church. How do we receive strength from the Lord? You know how? Waiting on the Lord. But let me explain that. How do we receive strength from the Lord? We receive it by waiting on the Lord. But when the Bible says to wait on the Lord, it's not talking about passive, being passive and just sitting around doing nothing. It's not talking about that. So bind that spirit. Amen. It's not about, okay, I'm just going to sit here at home. I'm just going to be in my office. God, when are you? No, he's not talking about that. That's not the meaning behind it. We wait on the Lord while we continue to seek him. That's too heavy for some of you. When we continue to seek who? God, not man. God. And not only do we continue to seek him, we also rely on him. So if I need strength, I go to the Lord. I'm not just going to say, not say anything. I'm going to go to the Lord and I'm going to say, Lord, and you know what? This is not me. The way the way I'm acting, this is not me. The way that I'm slacking in my ministry, this is not me. My behavior, this is not me. So what do you have to do? You have to seek God and you have to rely on God. It's not just going to drop on you, church. And I get it. It's a blessing when people pray for you. We believe in that. But it's your responsibility, my responsibility, that every day we seek Him to get what? New strength. See, the Bible says even the youth. Did you hear that? Even the youth, the young people, they shall what? Faint. And be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. Did you get that? They will also fall. They will lose strength. So what is God telling us? But those, verse 31, but those who wait on the Lord. What did I say about waiting? You continue to seek Him. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you face, no matter what comes your way, you continue to seek God. You don't take a pause. You don't take a break. You don't say, you know what? Let others do. No. You continue to be who you are in the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 
Thank you for your enthusiasm. But I'm speaking truth. I'm speaking truth. And I'm not ashamed to speak truth. And I will be bold about it. Because I know what I'm preaching and teaching in the word of God. Many have become so passive. They stop. Many of you got your eyes too much on man. Put your eyes on Jesus. You know how easy it is for anybody. From the worship to down there. It's so anybody, anybody can call it quits. But it's by the mercy and the grace of God that we are still here. Amen. Amen. And guess what? We're not going to quit. We are not going to stop. We're going to continue to do what God has called us to do. And, And you know what happens? God is just going to renew. God is going to renew. Today is going to renew. Tomorrow is going to renew. On Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, God is going to renew. There's people that get confused about the Bible. Asking themselves questions about the Bible. That why does the Bible this or why does the Bible that? And guess, you know what happens? The enemy comes and he puts in you to stop. That's why read the Bible. Study the Bible. Take time in the presence of God. And when the Bible says that he will what? He will that you will be renewed. Those who wait on the Lord shall be what? Renew. You know what that word renew means? How many here, don't answer your, your hand just in case. How many here shower every day? Okay. There's actually people that don't forget, don't, they don't believe in showering. No, it's the truth. Because they say it's healthy for you. I don't know where they got that, but praise God. But you know what it is. You know what I'm talking about. And, and don't get offended either, church. Amen. There's people that when they want, they want to act like the offended one. I'm playing around. You know what it is when you get cleaned up every day, every morning. You shower. Put the order in. Lotion. Your cologne. You, I mean, you dress up. You feel good. You feel what? Here's the word. You feel Fresh. Well, did you know that that word, when the Bible says renew, that's what it means? The meaning of the word renew, it means this. It means to change. I'm going to say it again. Renew means to change. It means to put on a fresh. Every day when you get ready, you change yourself and you are what? A fresh. Church, every time that you wait on God and you you let God renew you, God is putting you fresh every morning. Fresh. You don't believe what I'm saying? Do a word study. Hallelujah. 
And notice right there in Isaiah. Notice, you've heard me say this. God always does everything what? Backwards. Look at it in verse 31. Look what he says. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Now notice, look, look how he says it. He says, they shall what? Mount up with wings like eagles. First he says they're going to mount up with wings like eagles. But then he says, they shall run and not be weary. And then he says, they shall walk. You would think he would say, they will walk first. Then they will what? Run. And then they will mount up like with wings, like eagles. But he doesn't. He does it what? Backwards. I don't know if you're getting the message this morning, church. Don't ever forget. Hear me. Very important. Don't ever forget what the Bible says. And I'm going to give you three examples real quick. Ephesians 2, 6 says what? And he raised us up. And made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You getting that now? He says you will mount up with wings like an eagle. Don't forget church that right now you and I are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. The higher you are with the Lord, guess what? The smaller the problems are. Uh, you didn't get it. This time that me and my wife flew, I saw that as we were getting higher, when we were on the bottom of the plane, everything, the planes looked big, the buildings looked big, but as we started going higher and higher, everything began to what? To get smaller and smaller. I don't know if you're getting it this morning, church. The higher you are with God, everything on earth is smaller. patient with me then he says they shall run and not be worried the Bible says Hebrews 12 1 therefore we also since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses let us lay aside every weight and that sin which so easily ensnares us and then look what he says and let us what he says and let us run with what? Endurance. What does that mean, endurance? You're not going to quit. You're not going to quit. You are going to persevere. And this morning, I declare to you, church, that you are going to persevere. You are not going to quit. You're going to continue running towards the price. Yeah. And then at the end, in Isaiah verse 31, he says this. They shall walk and what? And not faint. The Bible says, Colossians 2.6, As you therefore have received Christ, you have Christ, I have Christ. Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. So don't forget church, we're up here. Did you notice? Not because the pastor said it. Because Paul said it in the word of God. We are seated in heavenly places. But many times we what? We, we do it backwards. We. 
we look at everything around. There's a giant right here. There's another giant right here. When we should be looking from up, down. May God bless you this morning, church. Please stand. Thank you for joining us for today's message at New Generation Church. For more information, visit us at ecngchurch.com.